Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I am so grateful for the life of our pastors. Pastor Jurgen, uh, Pastor Leanne, just... When I, when I see God's hand in my life, and that's what I'm telling you, it's not a coincidence. It's because someone decided to be obedient and have faith. That's it. There is not something complicated to live as a Christian or as a believer. There is not a formula. What happened is that religion has made us think that the formula is X plus Y plus C and X equals X and Y. And then you have to integrate and you have to. It makes it look so hard and difficult. But when someone decided to be obedient, it is reflected on what we have as well as our pastors today. Because they decided to follow that example, being obedient. We honor you. Please, let's honor our pastors tonight. Thank you. I love to walk this journey with you as a family. I, you, you can't believe it. All my day, it could be so stressful at work, but when it starts hitting 3.30, my spirit starts like boiling. It starts something like, oh, and start singing. So I come here. I don't mind be playing. I don't mind be practicing. It's just life. It's just life that we come and get from here. So today, I'm going to ask you to understand. Um, when God was making me, he put a little bit more of passion on me. I, 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 I think that he had the, the portion and then someone distracted. Like, what? Oh, no. So I apologize if you feel offended if I raise my voice too much. But last time, last time I preached, I, I said, I'm going to let the word of God. Look at the enemy. I'm going to let the word of God flow. And then God showed me. He said, I designed you in a way. And I designed you because I want to use you in that way. So don't get, don't get offended for what, it, you know, for if I raise my voice, you know. So today... It's a continuation of what God has been doing on this place. And get ready. Tonight is not another night. Tonight is a special night that is a following. It's a continuation of what we are seeing. It, it just amazed me that we've been talking about faith since two, three weeks ago, right? I remember. So when I was uh, uh, two, three weeks ago, I was sitting in the back and God asked me, hey, what do you think that um, some people come and they're passionate about following me? Suddenly they step back and then they go out. It's not that they get away from God. I want to I wanna make sure that you understand that God is never away. You cannot run away from God. He's always there. And that's, what, that's one of the lies that the enemy was trying to put on you. Like, oh, you did something bad. You are away from God. No, 
God is always closer to you, ready to bring that healing into your heart. So he was asking me why. And then he put on me this, this word said, passion. And then he told me, do you know where passion grow? Do you know what, what is that? What, what passion is? How come sometimes we are full of passion? And how come sometimes we feel defeated? And then he was telling me that is not, we are not designed to be defeated. We are not. Because once we understand who he is, then our life is going to start walking in, in a path that is going to be amazingly incredible, living on full of expectation. Every single day of your life is going to be a life with expectation. So then, and, and it just amazed me that the song, what was the first song? All of my passion, I can sing. I'm not, not sorry. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you the definition of passion. We're not going to take too long today. It says, passion is a strong and barely controllable emotion. Barely, say, controllable emotion. An intense desire or enthusiasm for someone or something. Passion. Passion. What do we do when we, and, and I'm married and I know I walked out path when you see that lady. I remember the first time when I walked into Shara's uh, grandma's house in Mexico. I was like, whoa. I got impressed. <laughs> Passion is triggered by, by, by something. And I got impressed even more when she say hi, smile. Motivation got triggered. <laughs> yeah? We have passion because we've been motivated. Because there is something behind whatever it is that we know we can get. So they connect each other. And, and, and motivation is linked with purpose. God designed you in a way, and I don't know if you... Have been exposed to situations when you are trying to get motivated. You don't get that motivation. Simply because you were not created for that. Your circuitry is not for that. That's what we learn on Pathfinders. That's what I understood why you feel uncomfortable at work. Because it's, you are not in the place where you were designed for. So when you, when you get into that moment... When you get into that point of your life, when you start like getting, oh, I feel good serving people. I feel good singing. I feel good helping. I feel good. Your passion is triggered. So, passion is connected to faith. Because faith is the motivation of the things that we don't, we don't see. But we believe we're going to get Right? And passion, uh, motivation, and then hope, because we've been talking about faith, hope, and love. So let me tell you, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, you mentioned, 
Faith shows the reality of what we hope. What is hope? It showed us the reality. Hope, it means the reality of the things that we wish. That is faith. It showed us the reality. It is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. So faith, faith is what triggered passion. Now, um, God gave me that word, and I was like, oh, I want to be passionate about it. And I was like, I want to be always passionate, passion. And I started praying. And I, I was asking God, I was asking God, God, give me power. Give me power, give me power. I need power. That was my prayer. And I'm, I'm doing the, my, my yard in the back and I'm with my ear, airports and it's like, God, give me power, give me power, give me power. <laughs> so passionate about it. I want to tell you a story after this. And, and God, it's, it's amazing when God, because sometimes God is like, hey. And then it's this big smile and it's like, hey. What do you think is more important, passion, uh, power, or love? Because I was asking power so I can, I can be, you know, use it in, 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 in other places. I work. I don't care what you, I was like, I have passion. I would do it. I don't care what they think. I would do it. And I was asking for that. Wow, there's a beautiful presence of God here. Sorry. I'm feeling it. So. And then God told me, why? Why do you want that? And then he reminded me something that is in Corinthians, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 3. And we've been talking about it. It's amazing. My wife asked me, are you nervous? I said, no. Why? Because I'm just a vessel. God is moving. I don't have to be nervous. This is not about me. This, this is not about me. And then 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 3, and the New International Version says, If I speak tongues in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have gift of prophecy, and I, I can't phantom my all mysteries, and I have the knowledge, and, I, and if I have the faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to the poor and give over my body the hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So then God asked me again, what do you want? And then I start thinking. I've seen people throwing you water and you being impacted by the power of God, taking his coat, throwing it to you, being impacted. And in my mind, I was asking for that. But then God told me, if you are capable of doing those things, but you don't have love and you're doing just for the show, it don't matter. You don't matter. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you know in, in, in the Bible, love is not, we use one word for love, love. In, in the Bible, there are three different types. Four? Okay, correct. Perfect. There is one more. Miracle. I got three here. Give you the credit, brother. That's good. That's what amazes me. I like, I like this from our church. 
There is the eros, which is the one that you represent the physical contact, right? The philos, right? It means affection or friendship, okay? And then the agape. Is that is agape? What is the fourth one? Agape. What is the fourth one? Oh, God. That's the anointing. If, think about it and then you, 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 it's okay. The agape, and, and I apologize again, you know, English is my second language, so I try and, I'm doing my best here. But we're going to live this. I'm going to tell you again. Corinthians 13.13 is referring to the love of God. So we're going to read it again, if you can put it there. And I'm going to read the beginning. It says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but do not have the love of God, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, the love of God, I am nothing. Okay? So this verse is talking about the love of God. So I find out that for us to be passionate, the right, in the right place, we can ask for power. But we're going to act our faith so the power can be revealed, but under love. Under love. There is outside in a community that is thirsty and hungry to feel love. Not to someone to come and demonstrate the power. They need to feel that they be in love and they are love. Um, God, God has that amazing heart that he don't reject anybody. He doesn't reject anybody, no matter where you are, where you are, what you do. He doesn't reject you. He loves you. So God is an amazing father. God gave us an example in Ephesians 5, uh, verse 5. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love, God's love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Therefore, therefore, this is hard. Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. How can we experience the love of God? This is the secret. Do not get drunk on wine. God usually speaks like that. He gives you the extreme, and then he gives you the other extreme. What the things that we do when we are drunk or when we get drunk or a person gets drunk is because he lost control, right? Something else is controlling you or you are not under control and you're not doing stupid things. <laughs> Practicing that word, okay? And then he said, he said, instead, be filled by the Spirit. That is the secret. That is the secret. If you want to see, if you want to be moving under God, God's heart, you have to be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. And you know what the, the, the fulfillment is? The Holy Spirit is our daily bread. It's our daily bread. It, God always 
represent them with like the, 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 the food, right? He said, give us a daily bread. So, um, passion is a result of faith and combination of love. So, we activate our faith and then we use it on the love of God. So, what happened with Jesus, and I'm going to give an example before I jump into the, the, the name of the, the, the message. He was so passionate. He have a super faith. He strong faith. But he showed it, showed his power with love. As children of God, we are called on this season to demonstrate, to be used, to, to flow in the power of God with love. With love. But when we are passionate about it, we do crazy things. There was one time when a man came to Jesus and I said, Jesus, my, my daughter is dying. And I need you to come and heal her because I hear there's faith. I, I, I hear you. And, 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 and I know you can do it. So Jesus was walking. And then something, and we're going to talk about that. The other man, the, the other woman that has the, the blood stream, there's a that problem with blood. And the blood what? Bloodline, okay. And then he got distracted by that action, and then the other girl died. And then the Bible said that he, after he, he got distracted, if you want to call him like that, he walked to the house, and they were already crying, and they said, don't matter, he, she's dead. And then he said, no, she's not dead. She's sleeping. <laughs> Try to do that. Go walk in there and say to anybody that is dead and tell him, hey, it's not dead. It's sleeping. The Bible said the people start laughing. What is, what is the first thing you think they were thinking? But then the girl got left and it was resuscitated. It resuscitated, right? When you have passion, because you, your faith is strong and you have the love of God, you're going to do crazy things. My, the name of the title, my, the message today is Let Them Call Me Crazy. Two points today. Faith. You know what religion is being really bad? Because it's, it makes you think that you have to do something to approach to God. It makes you think miserable. It makes you think that you don't have value. It makes you think that you are the worst person in the world. And if you did something wrong... God will come and he will judge you and he will say, get out of here because you failed me. But it's not like that. What actually triggers God to love us is our faith. And it's so simple, 
so simple that we make it so complicated sometimes. Mark 5, Mark, Mark 5, 30 says, um, I'm going to talk about the, the women that had the bloodline. Just think about it. This is a lady, I'm going to tell you, that is being bleeding for 12 years. It's, she is being considered uh, unclean. She cannot be among the people. 12 years, just think about it. It's not comfortable. You cannot go anywhere. You sit down and when you stand up, there's a mark there. It was very embarrassing for her. 12 years. And the Bible said that she's been struggling with doctors and trying, trying what she could do. But one day, she heard about the followers. She heard that someone was proclaiming the name of a powerful person. Oh, there are healings. And then she started getting closer and it started getting what I call seeds of faith. And then she started getting, oh, that is my answer. That is my answer. Her faith started start to become, start to be activated. Faith is not what you see. It's what you not can see by what you are expecting that is going to happen. You cannot live. We cannot live by faith if we are trying to see it with our eyes. Faith, it moves in the spiritual realm. So then she said, if I could touch at least his robe. And look at this. She approached behind Jesus while he was walking surrounded by the people. The Bible said that she just touched the robe of Jesus. And then what happened? She got healed. Did she have to, uh, to fast? Did she have to pray? Did she have to do a sacrifice? What did she needed to do? It, let's go to Mark uh, 5.30. It says, Jesus realized that, uh, that, that the healing power went out of him. So he turned around and said, who touched me? And then the disciples saying, what are you talking about? There's a lot of people touching you. Bible doesn't say that, but I'm just. And then he asked again, who touched me? And then, but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the fright, frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her, to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. She felt guilty. The enemy is trying to make you feel guilty. The enemy is trying to make you feel unworthy. The enemy is trying to make you feel that you don't have value. The enemy is trying to make you feel that your life doesn't have value. So she, got, she was exposed and saying, it was me. And this is the beauty of God. And Jesus said to her, daughter. Daughter. Your faith, your faith made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. It's simple. It is simple. You just got to believe. We just got to believe. It is simple. There is no such 
a formula. I was wrong. I was wrong when I get closer to God and I start praying, Lord, forgive me for what I did. That's how I start my prayers every single time, not realizing that he already has a plan for me and he's a lovely father. We don't have, we don't have to do anything else. He already did everything. We just got to believe with faith. The other one is, and, and I'm going to tell you the story. Jesus is teaching in a house. And, and then the house is packed. And there, there is a man that couldn't walk. I forgot how to say it in English. He, sorry. Paralyzed. He was paralyzed. And the Bible said that there's, there's four men bringing, a, bringing someone. <laughs> I'm just thinking, if I'm preaching in my house and someone starts taking tiles from my roof, my, the first one that's going to come out is going to be my wife. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so the Bible say, look, passion. I told you that passion goes hand to hand with faith, okay? Passion makes you do crazy things. And you can see the religious men, what are they doing there? Look, what are they doing? And then they start climbing. And they, the Bible said that they, they make a hole in the, in, in, in the ceiling so they can bring it down. And Jesus said, he didn't say, did you bring your, your, your tithe? Did you bring, you know, he didn't say that. He didn't ask. I'm not talking about it. But then he said, he said, because of your faith, and then he messed the religious. Because of your faith, I forgive you. Because of your faith, there is nothing, nothing that we have to do, nothing that we can do. Just believe. Because of your faith, oh. he messed the he messed the mentality of the religious guys. Because like, who is this guy who's coming and forgiving? The, the, the sin of, who is him? You know that God do things on purpose? You know that sometimes pastors like to jump just to mess that religious spirit? Do you know that? Do you know that? If, let me tell you something. He doesn't, he didn't need to spit in the ground. And he didn't need to spit. He didn't have to do it. But just to mess the religion spirit, he did it. Because he can do it whatever, he can do it whatever the way he wanted to do it. So, I just got to tell you that that day I was here. And then Noah called me and said, hey, Pastor, my mind is going to bless us. Yeah. And I lift my hands. And then I saw my pastor jumping on top of us. I got to talk about this because a mess. The religious spirit, just like, ah, oh, I want to tell you something, if I can be honest. When I started coming to Awaken, I was in the back, and people was laughing, and I was like, what are they laughing? <laughs> and this is a serious place. This is a serious place. And God told me, God told me, the problem is not them. The problem is you. You're not free. You're not free. And it's being a process. So it's by faith. 
God, on Sunday, when the kids were here, and I was standing there and I had to pass them out, I'm seeing seeds coming from the ceiling. And it was that God was telling me, this generation is going to be activated by faith. There is not going to be obstacle. There is not going to be obstacle. If you have to teach your children to pray for a toy, make them pray for a toy. If you have to teach your children make to pray for something they want, make them pray for that. Because God gives you seeds of faith. I just learned it. I was asking God after men's prayer. I'm driving and said, God, make me a successful businessman. Make me a successful, successful businessman. And I'm praying, praying, going to my job. Then I go down. And then the product that we have that is being rejected in the place where I work, suddenly the guy, the, the, the manager, saw me with it, carrying it. And he said, what is that? And I told him, it's what I sell. He said, let me try it in the restaurant. Three times he had been rejecting it. Three times he started rejecting. He said, no, you cannot bring it here. And I put it. It was one day the bottle got empty. The bottle, and then he asked me for another one. And I bring another one. And it got empty. And I brought two more and it got empty. At the point he said, I cannot buy it, but I'm in trouble because people is asking for it. God is telling me. Yes. I understood that God is putting the seed. God is giving me the seed. And then I start seeing. I, just, I don't have to do anything else. I just got to believe. I just got to believe. I just got to believe. That's what I need to do. It is amazing what we are going to be seeing. It is amazing. Because you think that God is up there. But he's actually here. You don't got to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Seeds of faith. My second point. We got to understand that he's willing to fill us with his Holy Spirit. If we act by, by faith, let's go to Galatians, um, Galatians 3, 3, um, verse 5. At the beginning when you read this book, uh, Galatians says, he said, you foolish Galatians, you know, it's because they didn't understand. You know? <laughs> He was asking them, what, what do you do to receive the Holy Spirit? What do you do to be fulfilled? And then he says on, on, on verse 5, I ask you again. I want you to take this and make it personal. I ask you again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not, the Bible said. It is because you believe. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes. Faith is moving on this place. It's coming. It comes by hearing. 
but in hearing the Word of God. It was a Saturday a couple of weeks ago, 4 a.m. in the morning, I woke up. And God, <laughs> I could feel his presence. He was there for a reason. I experienced his presence on men's prayer. I feel like he come and touch me, grab my back. I feel him. And then he told me something. He said, tell my church, they don't have to wait for a preacher. They don't have to wait for the gift from the preacher. Tell my church that my Holy Spirit is for them. You know what happens when someone visits us? We come with expectation. Because we know, right? That's what the preachers start talking about faith. When we break that level of faith, when we break it, oh, you gotta hold on. And God was telling me, I don't wanna. I'd recognize and I honor our pastors, the people that come and preach. But God was telling me the power comes from me. The power comes from me. In another words, he was saying what you see the minister, the pastor doing it. I want the people to do it on the place where they're going to move. But we've been stuck thinking that I need to fast 21 days. And I'm not saying fasting is bad. You know, when I was young, before I come to, before I come to the United States, I remember being playing the piano, and I received a lot of words, a lot of words, from, you know, from pastors. And one day I told God, I said, I, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I don't want the people to come and tell me. I want to be me. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I love to hear the words that people say. Oh, you're going to receive. I love it. But the prophecy, but I want to hear you. I didn't realize that he was that close. The only thing I had to do is believe. And the first revelation I had, I remember in the new church I came, that by the way, we got the first day and they said, oh, you're musicians. Go ahead and play. Then we, we start playing for three years without stopping. <laughs> and then I remember praying for someone, Pastor Matt. And then I saw the picture of a guy who fly over my, my, my face and my mind when I was praying. And then I hear the voice God saying, everything is going to be okay. And I pray for that. I say, God is saying, this is my first time. I didn't have mentoring. I didn't have someone to tell me, oh, this is, this is how you do it. We are blessed, church. We are blessed. Our pastors, our pastors have following, following, being obedient. 
I've been developing more because what you bring to this church. My, my, the gift has been developing more. Your gift is going to develop more. It's not only Ape is speaking here. It's going to be all of us. It's going to, God is going to multiply. God is going to multiply because it's not Ape. It's not Pastor Matt. It's the Holy Spirit. So I didn't understand. And then God showed me that. And then a week later or a month, we went to eat. And God, as soon as I entered the house, there is a picture of the guy. And it's like, who's this? I asked the lady and she told me, that's my dad. The day when you pray for me, he was going into surgery because he had a kidney. A kidney. And he said, you know what, after you pray for me, he never went in. He never went in. Because God said everything is going to be all right. So he never went in. You don't need. You know what you need? You just got to believe. You just got to believe. You just got to believe. It's so beautiful to be with him. So beautiful to pray. I was praying last Thursday and suddenly, a, a, I don't know, joy just filled my heart never like never experienced before and he starts showing me my enemies and then he showed me a big table and then he says here you are eat and all my enemies was looking looking at me like what's going on and I just started experience joy joy like never before God wants to fill you with joy and Pentecost day the Bible said they were together. But they're not only together. They were with one same. They, the Bible said they were unanimous. They didn't have to be singing. They didn't have to be screaming. They didn't, and I'm not one of my, we are, the enemy don't like when we do that. I, if you call me about screaming, I'm going to be the first one. My wife knows that they call me the crazy a call when I play baseball. That's how they call me. Crazy a call. They, I didn't have to drink. They put a pill on the Coke so your blood is always hot and you don't need to stab, you know. I didn't have to drink that. They said, you don't drink that. Because my manager, when I had to run from second base to third base, my managers tried to stop me and I always keep running to the base. So they didn't give me that. But they were sitting and they were expecting. It's not about the preacher. It's not coming from the person. It, it gets triggered from you. I come. Where? Where is it? Where am I going to see the miracle? I've seen people praying. What is it? You know what? Because he's available. I saw a lady at work, she had MS, she had with the, with the cane, she was walking in front of me. And I saw it and I knew she had an S and I felt that uncomfortable spirit on my life. And I get close to her and I said, do you know that God can heal you? And she's like, mm, yeah, I know, I know God. And I said, you know, I pray for a guy and then God healed. And then I now he's dancing and, and he's doing that, you know, do you know I pray for that? I said, yeah. Whenever you're ready, just, I, I'm willing to pray for you and you're going to get healed. That's all that I say. Two weeks later, I saw her. She was walking without the king. 
needs our faith. The Bible said that Jesus saw the faith of the other ones. So we share those. And then you know what they're going to say? You are crazy. If that is the case, let them call me crazy. They will change their mind later. I want you to stand up. God showed me a vision that Saturday. He showed me that this building is going to get locked up in, the, in a good way. That the Holy Spirit is going to fall here in a way that people from the outside is going to hear and they're going to come. That's why when the lady was, I was standing here, when I hear that, I already knew, I couldn't stand it. I was like, oh, Lord, that's what you were, you've been talking about. People are going to come to this place because the fire, because the anointing, they're going to come to be free to this place. Did you believe it? Did you believe it? Did you believe it? Why we don't lean a little bit on God right now? Just lean on Him. It's not nothing that I can do can bring his presence the Bible said that in Pentecost day there was a wind but there was also fire his presence if you start feeling that heat in your life it's because he's moving just believe just believe Everything that he has spoke is going to be fulfilled in our eyes. But the people is saying that you cannot get, just receive it. Your house. Healing, right now. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. So when we get fulfilled of His love, and we are using the power of God, the way we do evangelism is gonna be amazing. It could be in a store when you see someone with the need. The love of God is going to take you to them. And the power of God is going to come to you. There's something that God is revealing. It's, I want to prophesy that. I feel the, the Spirit of God saying, you're going to start feeling that love. I see woman, a woman walking into the hole and in and, 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 and the store. And you're going to start feeling the need of others. The power of God is going to be with you. The power of God is going to be with you. So receive right now. You don't have to do anything. 
Thank you, Father. If you never experienced before being a child of God, and you want today, it's again, why you don't try it? What else? Why not? I want everyone to close their eyes. I want to give an opportunity to, if there's anyone here that is visiting us for first time or you want to reconciliate your time with, uh, with God, can I give you this? I want to ask you if you want to take a decision tonight, just everybody with their eyes closed. Is there anyone here that wants to experience that love and power and be called the Son of God. Anyone in the building? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask again if there's anyone who wants to walk with God, know His power, feel the love of God. Is there anyone else here? Thank you, Jesus. Church, what God is going to do on the next, I, I don't even know it's a season because we are in that season. <laughs> we are. God is already doing something amazing. I just want to be in the boat. I feel like Peter. When I was reading that, it's like, Peter, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. That's, I feel like Peter. My passion goes like Peter. And then when you see the storm, it's like, oh, do I need to walk in the waters? I feel like Peter. I, I, I thought that I was trying to be like Paul, but now I feel like Peter. I want to be in the boat. I want to be in the boat with this couple. I want to be in the boat with you. I want to be in the boat with all of you. I'm saying this with my heart. I want to be. I want to live my life with all of you. I want to see the miracles with all of you. Church, get ready. Let them call you crazy. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.